Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're reading today Matthew 7, verse 15 through 23. Jesus is speaking, still in the Sermon on the Mount. This is what he says. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. A troubling passage, and one clearly directed against the Pharisees the so-called leaders of Israel. Thus, it is very easily applied in our own day uh, to those like me, (laughs) pastors of God's people. But I don't think it's just me. See, humans are very deceptive creatures. And even within the church, even self-deceptive. So it's a very terrifying passage. But the metaphor that Jesus offers is a simple one. The way you know is by examining the fruit of a person's life. Fruit. Which leads you to the question, well, what is good fruit? Well, evidently, good fruit is not explicitly Christian actions. It's not prophesying, which means there are people who are being used by the Holy Spirit that still are not bearing good fruit. It's not casting out demons nor is it performing deeds of power. That's not good fruit. And in in an American context, we might say it's not the size of a person's platform. It's not the charisma by which they communicate. It's not even the rate of growth of what they put their hands to. All of those things are according to the American gospel. But that's not the good fruit that Jesus is referring to for how we distinguish between those who truthfully witness to God and those who falsely do it. So what is good fruit? Well, it's hinted at throughout throughout scripture, but it's made explicit in one particular passage, Paul's letter to the Galatians. And he says, and these are the fruits of the spirit, the fruits of one who lives according to the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, steadfastness, gentleness, self-control. Notice that all of these things are what we would call, and it's a very antiquated phrase, sadly, the virtues. Virtues. Virtues are acquired qualities that allow humans to achieve what their role requires. So for Christians, It is an acquired quality. It is a habit of the heart that allows us to become like God. 
God who is agape love, God who is characterized by joy, who lives in social, relational, internal peace and wholeness, who is patient, who is kind, who is stupidly generous with his resources and himself, who is steadfastly loyal and who is self-controlled. These are the habits of the heart, the characteristics that define God. Therefore, these should be the characteristics that define us, not what we do, even explicit things that God does, like miracles and casting out demons, not how we sound, even if we sound really, really good and really, really spiritual, not even what we say, even if it's all true gospel stuff, not the stuff that happens through our hands, like tremendous growth or tremendous platform. Those aren't the characteristics of God. Those aren't the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit, the habits of the heart are beneath our conscious will, and they emanate out of us and are only confirmed by others. These are what demonstrate the presence of God's Spirit in us, therefore the presence of a true prophet. Anna and I, we have a dog named Moses. We take him on walks all the time. He's learned that word, walk, and he knows what it means. And when it's said, he'll go to the door and start whining and getting ready. However, it also is hugely important how we say it. So when we say it in a way that he recognizes what's about to happen, we say, walk, Moses, walk. When it's sort of that sing-songy pitch, he knows what it means. If we were just to use the word in normal conversation, just say, walk walk. I went walking. He wouldn't recognize it. He, he, it wouldn't be tipped off. And that's what I'm getting at. It's, it's not the public word. It's not the public deed, but it's the motivation behind it that absolutely demonstrates the fruit of the person's spirit. Don't look at what people do. Don't even listen to what people say because these are all public and visible things, but these virtues, these characteristics so defined are invisible. You have to read beneath all that is visible to the motivations behind them. The motivation is everything apparently because the virtues aren't visible. They are the invisible habits that shape how we live. And so I challenge you when examining a life or examining your own life, ask a trusted friend to examine it in brutal honesty with you. Ask questions like, do I see a habit or a temperament toward sacrificial commitment to people? Is there a joy in the way that people live or the way I live and move and talk? Is there peace and wholeness about our relationships? Is there kindness and gentleness toward others, toward the world? Do they live generously? Do I live generously and open-handed? Is there self-control about our lives? Or is there more of an indulgence? These are the characteristics that distinguish the true from the false, not what's on the surface, what's underneath. Look closer. 
and make sure you're looking at the right places. Jesus, our prayer is simple. Give us eyes to see these fruits and those who we allow to speak into our lives and in ourselves. Give us eyes to not be self-deceptive, but to truly see beneath the surface to the fruits of a person's life, to their virtues, to the habits of their heart. And at least as it relates to the church and to us, may these fruits grow more and more in us. May we be people of agape love and of joy and of peace and of gentleness and of generosity and of faithfulness and of self-control. May that be what defines how we live. Only you can do it, and so we praise you. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.